Well, I'm going to call this program Coffee Talkie. So I just need you to say, Mr. Dana presents Coffee Talkie. Mr. Dana presents Coffee Talkie. Perfect. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so, they come up all the time. Yeah. They come up. The, what's a... Uh, I had people when I was playing, it was, uh, I mean, I've had this happen before, but I was playing Mortal Keys. I did that for, I played there at least four times a year for like three years. And uh, I haven't played there recently, but I did it a long time. I had people coming up from Pittsburgh to like just come see me. Like, yeah. Yeah, I had people driving an hour and a half. Like some of them kind of knew me and some of them saw me before or once there. And they were driving up to see me in February. Dude, you're entertaining. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't surprise me at all. And that was, I was doing a, the man in red act then but this, i remember that this this would all be good this would all be good stuff to, to record <laughs> yeah that's well actually i'm already recording oh okay so you never know if i'll do an outtake on something yeah yeah <laughs> i was already talking like i was being recorded so no that's I, knew, okay. I knew what was going on I well was... actually as soon as i always do that and i've done that my whole radio career especially when it got into digital because people yeah. could always see a tape deck rolling we were just talking here about you playing around the area and um, you brought up man in the red coat that was the first time you and i met i don't know if you remember that i don't expect you to remember that what was it for um juvenile characteristics i forget where yes i do remember you were base. you were kind of you were the head the the feature act before us yeah yeah that was uh for stoneboro stoneboro was it stoneboro days go ahead and pull the microphone a little closer there we go because i don't have the real good mics on everything yet so yeah, Stoneboro days. I remember we were in a tent, and we got to see probably better than the last third of your show, and you were in a red coat, you're on stage, you were sitting on a box on a stool, you had the box mic'd. That was what impressed me right out of the gate, and you had a good mic on the box, and you were playing everything. You were playing the stage. Yeah. yeah. How, did, how did that all come about, the man in the red coat? That was, uh, so I've been playing, I, I, I come across as the, probably in, in the area and people know me, I come across as the, the younger guy. Cause, uh, there, there's some, there's some younger musicians around, but not, not as, it doesn't seem as prevalent, like people really going for it. But, uh, so I've reinvented myself multiple times over the 18 years I've been performing. Cause when I started playing, I was on stage with my dad within three months. And, uh, so that was one of my, you know, how old were you then? When I started playing? Yeah. Well, you said with your dad. Probably I, I, I start to forget, but it was, I was 13 years old. Okay. And what, what a great age to be doing that with yeah, your dad. Right. And he, oh, there's so much here I could talk about. We, well, please I'll, do. We I'm, have all the time in the world. I know you're playing tonight in Oil City. We'll get into that later yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm a, I, I studied philosophy, so side tangents are just like. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just go for it. So, so you know, I started playing. I, I tell this story. I'll, I'll give you some good stuff here, but I tell this story pretty often. And I was sitting in the back of my parents' car. Uh, I was 13 years old, and I heard uh, Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower, right? Yeah. And You see my coffee cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sure I'm not the I've, – I've talked to musicians over the years, and, and, and some have had this happen. I was sitting there, and I had this moment. And I'm starting – I'm getting older now, so it's, it's starting to get less vivid in my mind. But uh, uh, it was a very, like, powerful moment. And I was like, I'm going to play music for the rest of my life cool for better or worse i guess but <laughs> yeah i understand that but i i went home i uh i got we had a it was i was lucky we had a fender duo sonic and we don't have that anymore but uh i picked that up and i started practicing it was summertime you know i wasn't in school 
and I was playing for eight, ten hours a day mm -hmm. for for months, mm -hmm. and then not long after that, my dad had something because my my father he's performed his whole life. He was because my grandfather. More side tangents. My grandfather was a uh, he was a full time jazz musician. That's what he did down in Pittsburgh area. Okay. And uh, his name was Gerald Littler, but you know he he was from that generation that they were playing a lot of big band stuff. Right. And they would play like five nights a week, you know, or more. <laughs> yeah. And so when I was a kid, just to follow you with that, when I was a kid too, taking music lessons here locally, that was my first introduction to that whole. The music, the musicians' union, and all of these guys. Like the guy I was playing trumpet yeah. with, I mean, he played with everybody, you know. And he would start telling me stories, and then you start hearing about well, these musicians come into the area, they come into town, they come into town with their charts, they hire local guys to go and play with them, yeah, and there yeah. were slews of these guys still hanging around. So I'm sure you're. That's a similar era. I'm although he was in a band. I, I'm assuming he he had a couple. Well, he did. You know, it's like a lot of them. He did a lot of things. And you said the musicians union. Yeah, he was yeah. in the musicians union. So he was a hired gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would do everything. Uh, he he played with oh everyone. He had different types of gigs. He played with the guy now. I mean, this is ancient history. Nobody would even remember. But he was. They called him. I think it was Fat Tony. And they uh, he used to play upright piano and they would do it a duo and they would take the piano and push it into a bed of a truck and they would drive around <laughs> drive to the gig with it unload it and play it and he, he did a lot of clarinet but he played all those instruments and wow uh, you know could read and write music but never studied it so it's definitely in the genetics yeah there's something yeah. there's something going on there and uh, i don't know you know it's a shame uh, we don't really know like why he picked it up we okay don't, we don't know mm -hmm. how he got started there was a grandfather who was like a fife player in Scotland, and then he came here, and then he was in, uh, also in the army as a fife player. Well, this is a long time ago because my my grandfather was born in 19, okay, something like that, mm -hmm. and I think my great grandfather was you know eighteen. I don't even know anymore. Right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he did that. And, you know, it's a shame there's not as much, uh, you know, recording and stuff like that wasn't a thing. So we don't really have much of what he did. You can look up newspaper articles. But anyways, he taught my dad how to play uh, the ukulele and sing at like three years old. And they would take him and they would put him on top of the piano and he would sing the songs. And he, they would sit him outside or they, or they would, you know, it'd be the middle of the night and all the musicians would be, you know, hanging uh -huh. out at the house or something. And they'd be like, oh, Danny get down here <laughs> and they would have him play for everybody and uh my dad didn't do that to me he didn't want to but uh he he's been my father's been playing his whole life too and uh he's very good you know he he, he did a lot of music when he was younger then he uh got married and had me you know yeah but so there, i you know i always say it was spontaneous you know that moment sitting in the back of my parents car but you know it wasn't really you know, in, in reality, it wasn't. It was all around you. It just all came to a point. It came to a focus at that point. Yeah. 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 I don't I, I I don't know what quite, you know, sparks that. But it, it's it, it was a powerful moment, though. You know, it was mm -hmm. definitely building up. I mm -hmm. wanted it to happen. And uh, I wanted to be Jimi Hendrix, too. So mm -hmm. that was and. 
Yeah, I remember that very clearly. Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure I'm not the only person that happened to because that's a... Uh, no, that's a good one. So you started playing with your dad then when you were about 13, you said? Yeah. Or, and then where did you play? Oh, just like little local events, stuff like that. It was the, the first one I think I ever performed at was... There was a Christmas market at the Knights of Columbus in Oil City, PA, and they still have it. My dad still plays for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, Played there, and they used to be a place called Brother Bean out near in Oil City. It's in Seneca, and uh, they were interesting. They had a lot of traveling bands. They had, you know, we don't have many musicians like what they had there, but they would find these people. They were kind of more, they were like hippies. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. And they would find these musicians who were just traveling around playing. And uh, they would have a lot of interesting acts, and they would have my dad there, too, for some reason. And... Uh, I would go play with him and I'd play like lead guitar or something like that. And eventually it's, it's turned into now we have a family band, me and my brother and I and my dad, we all play together. Um, but I just played lead with him for a while. Then eventually I figured it out. And about three years later, I was off on my own doing my own thing. I know a couple of years ago, um, it was in Greenville and then driving up and, and there you were on the corner. In fact, I, I, I drove by you like three times because something caught my well, you catch everybody's attention. Let's not get anything out. But there was something about you that seemed familiar. And, um, yeah, I started asking around and started looking you up on Facebook. And then I put two and two together that uh, Good Vibes is the man in the red coat. Yeah. And I love that. I, I have a couple of musician friends that would just great, well-known musician friends who would uh, sometimes change their names weekly. And it became part of the entertainment. You couldn't wait to see what their posters were and what they were going to be. But, um, man, you really capture people's attention going by. I have to uh, imagine that the stories that you have and the experiences that you're having are overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, it's really good. You would think, you would think standing on, you think standing on a street corner, like I've had people ask me like, you know, what do people yell at you or something like that? And, You'd be surprised. I've done I've done probably about a little over 300 street performances in the past couple of years. And sometimes people yell things. I have no idea what they're saying. I just wave at them. It doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference. Doesn't right? matter. They could be saying whatever, you know, like, yeah, get out of here, get a job. But uh, most of the time, I've never had anything negative. I've never had anything negative. I remember I, when I started doing it, <clears throat> I was a little I was a little scared the first time when I was starting out. And uh, I take some it takes some chutzpah. Oh yeah, take some cojones, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you get real when you do it. Now, uh, now I'm I, I I don't feel that too much. But you go out and uh, you'll get hot for about like five ten minutes. Like you'll start sweating. You know, you're like, Ooh. and uh, and then <laughs> after that, you, you're like you're like tunnel vision, and you look around and people are waving at you and they're saying good things, and you're like, okay, you know, because because the thing is 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 they are judging you. You have that feeling, sure, oh, people absolutely. are judging me. Yeah. And it's because they are, yeah. you know, and that's, uh, I mean, you got to get on top of that a little bit. I mean, I, th- I think the public, if they didn't want you there or didn't like you, they'd start telling you pretty soon. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I was performing the one day and, uh, you know, I just started doing it in Oil City about 2021 in March 21 because of COVID. There wasn't a lot of music going on. I needed to get out. I was in school at the time, college, and I needed to get out and start playing and doing something. So I started doing it. People really liked it. And uh, 
I think maybe it was about the third or fourth time I was doing it. I was standing on the street corner and this old lady drives by and she puts her arm up like, like out the window, like she's going to throw something at me. And I was like, I, I like, you know, I was new to this. I hadn't done it a hundred something plus times now. And I kind of like ducked because I was like, I was getting ready for like, I was getting ready for, I don't know, I chuck anything <laughs> in me. I'm like, here it comes. This is what it's going to be. And uh, I look and she threw a $10 bill at me and I was like, oh, okay. And so that was the, that was the start of that. I don't ask for money or nothing like that, but people started giving it to me, which is really helpful because it, it helps me be able to do this and, sure. you know, and continue doing it and driving around all over the place. And you're everywhere. Yeah. 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 And so it was like, I did a oil city for a while and then I went to Franklin and like people really liked it. And I'm like, well, I guess let's try out some other places and see what happens. You know, let's take it on the road and kind of cruise around and, I've been, I think, well, I've been a lot of different places, you know, Pittsburgh, but in the area, I would say my territory of sorts is probably between about Newcastle up to Erie, Youngstown, I was in Youngstown a couple of times, Youngstown over to about, you know, I think the farthest east I've gone is probably Clarion, you know, with the street performance thing. Mm -hmm. Youngstown can be a little tough. Youngstown, Youngstown's a little, yeah, yeah, Youngstown would be a little tough. There's a little different attitude over there. It's, it's, you know, I, it, it can be, uh, you got to pick the places you go to, right? Mm -hmm. There's kind of a vibe I want when I pick a place. Sure. Oh, first of all, I want to, you need to stop late. Like these are all technicalities. These are things you figure out after doing this a bunch of times. Sure. Um, but you still want people to see you, you know, that's a part of it. Um, but Youngstown, yeah, you got to set up kind of, you got to find the right place because downtown, depending on when you get there, can be a little slow, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, so you got to get there early. Sharon's the same way, too. You got to get there about four o'clock because mm -hmm. everybody drives through town. Um, you know, I guess maybe I could go stand out in uh, Hermitage down there in the main intersection. But uh, I found out early on if the intersection's too busy, people, they can't stop they can't see you or hear you they can't and it's not no everybody's just sitting there going look at that goofball yeah well you know, everywhere around i yeah they like it they like it they like it because if you if you get on top of it and you can shoot that music to them real quick and and fast you know people got about a couple seconds to the determine and we don't and people you know i think you can train yourself as a listener but people don't need much time to figure out if they like something or not mm -mm. and yeah, uh, that's a good point and, it, and on that, it's trying to change my playing style a little bit. I, I've always been kind of an aggressive player, but recently I've been doing a lot of like shuffle type of music. And I found, you know, we all do covers in music, right? You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta do it, we do originals. But I found being out, out there and just trying to, you know, get on top of people and kind of get that music right to them. So they, you know, so they kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. You know, you got like two seconds, if that. And the sh the shuffles, the old rock and roll shuffles, are very like they're universally recognized, like which is interesting. You know, people I've had people like you need to play more Beatles songs out here or something. Oh, yeah, I can, you know, or something like that. But some songs don't have the makeup to like kind of stand it when there's all that sound and traffic. You know, I try to do some slower songs, but you can't. You got to do things that are designed to just boom. And those old rock and roll shuffles, you know, those those are that's perfect. It's perfect, and it can and people recognize it like universally. You in the mood to pick something out and yeah, go ahead and let's do it. You can just pull that microphone over, and I'll uh, edit whatever needs to be taken out as far as noise. While you're getting ready, there are you doing originals? What's uh? 
How many are you thinking about doing? What's that? How many you want to do? Well, we can do is we 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 have as much time as you want to take. Um, bigger play a tune or two here. Let's talk a little more. Maybe get inspired to play something else. <laughs> I do this song all the time, and uh, I'll do, I'll do I'll do I'll do a cover. We're talking about originals, yeah. but I'll do old Johnny Be Good. No, that'd be a great way to start. If you want to, you want me to come over and help, or you could pull this microphone down towards your guitar too, and I can. Uh, there we go. Let's see if I can do it sitting. I don't sit and perform much anymore. I was thinking about that earlier today, but I figured, ah, oh, to heck with it. You're going to sit down. You'll be standing later. Yeah, right. It's a, yeah, I have a little knob down there on the bottom. How's that sound? Sounds pretty, Sounds pretty good. Yeah, we'll leave those off for now. Okay. All right, let's get things loosened up. I'm going to do old Johnny Be Good. I do this song all the time. For some reason, whenever people film me out on the street, I'm always doing this song. I have no idea why that is. Uh, uh, I, 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 I can tell the way you're moving that it already makes you feel good. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. why. I, I picked it up, and uh, I, I don't quite do it the way. Uh, I don't quite do it, I would say, the right way. But as I said earlier, you know, when you start doing the street performance, the way you play... Yeah, you know, I've watched some people do it, and it started making sense why they play the way they do. If you watch people do street performance, it's a little, I call it, it's like, mm, it's like there's creamy peanut butter, and then there's your your chunky peanut butter. And, you know, and uh, when you're out on the street, it's not, you can't, you don't get the, it's not creamy. <laughs> you know, it's still good, but but it's a little chunkier, and uh, that's how your playing goes, because as soon as you drop into a solo, it's dead when there's, you know, the big trucks are driving by. It's hard to do that, so you got to keep it. Just, you got to chunk it. You got to keep it going, you know. And uh, but I always do this song, and it's because it really it rocks and rolls. Let me maybe this will loosen me up a little bit. We'll get to it. All right. Time, Louisiana, close to New Orleans. Back up in the woods in the evergreen. Little log cabin made of earth and wood. Little country boy named Johnny B. Good. Never learned to read or write so well, but play that guitar like it's ran a bell. I say, Go, go, Johnny, go, 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 Johnny, go, 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 Johnny, go, go, go. I say, Go, Johnny B. Good. Boy, be a 
Johnny, go, go. Go, Johnny, go, go. Go, Johnny, go, go, go. I see go. Johnny, go. Let's rock it out. Somebody's out there right now putting it all together going, okay, that's the guy we saw out on the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. Cuts right through, man. Uh, so are you working on original stuff? I, I have some originals. I have quite a few originals, actually. You know, like I was saying, I, I, I've reinvented the, I've reinvented it quite a few times, sometimes by choice, sometimes just that's how it happened. And I, I've been writing originals since pro since I started, you know, one of the first things I wanted to do was write my own songs. Sure. You know, because you go Jimi Hendrix. I really was into Jimi Hendrix. And then you follow Jimi Hendrix out, you find all the blues players. You'll find Bob Dylan, interestingly enough. Because, oh, yeah. You know, Hendrix really loved Bob Dylan. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of got into that type of music early on. And the emphasis is always writing your own stuff. And so that's what I was kind of into. And when you're starting, it's easier it's odd paradox. It's almost easier to do your own thing sometimes mm -hmm. than trying to mimic people because, you know, it's uh, well, it's who you want to be. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Good for you. I want to see you get a CD out and start getting this. I I'll have to do it. I did it one time before when I was like eighteen, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm dragging up the old stories here. That's all right. That's huh? we want to get to know you, and I mean, this isn't going to be a first time. I hope we're going to have you back eventually. I'm going to keep doing this until I vapor lock. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the plan. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what was that? I uh, so I started playing. You know, I was like 13. I finally figured out to do some songs, and I was really into just writing my own tunes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not going to do any of those ones today. I they're not. They weren't good. They were good. They were good songs. But uh. I haven't been playing them enough. I, I'd feel embarrassed if I tried to do them. But uh, they, I started writing a bunch of songs. I think I had about fifteen or sixteen when I when when I was a teenager, and uh, I ended up recording them in a studio in Pittsburgh. And uh, I was playing. I was playing a lot then. But you know, that was before the onset of social media and stuff. And I used to have long hair down my back and a big. You know, I have a beard now, but it was a big red beard and. Uh, I'd wear I'd wear boots and I'd have the ripped jeans and I'd have the jewelry on and stuff, you know, and uh, and I'd go play places and do mostly original songs and I did that for a while and I uh, were you happy dressed like that or were you a, more of a brooding artist? You know, I think I uh, I think I was I was happy and then it turned into brooding. Okay, because eventually just... I I got into a band after high school and. Uh, that was that was a good thing. I don't know. We were dumb. <laughs> we didn't know what was going on. It was pretty stereotypical, like a uh, young rock band type of thing. Um, but we were real young. We ended up doing a, we did like blues rock, you know, because that's what I was into. And we ended up doing like punk shows and like metal shows. It was really bizarre. And like we we traveled. I wouldn't say extensively, but there was at the time. This is 2011 or so. There was there was still quite a a scene. You can call it a scene for 
like younger people doing music. Mm -hmm. You don't see that as much now, but you know, they, they had the fire hall shows and you could show up at any given fire hall in the middle of anywhere. And there could be, you know, a hundred people there, which we took that for granted. You know, we mm -hmm. were, we were going places and we'd show up and there would be, you know, some were better, some were worse, but you could show up and there'd be a hundred people at some random fire hall somewhere in PA. And, you know, there were kids, we were kids, you know, trying to just play some music and, it was, that was a really special time, actually, and I wish uh, I wish I was smarter and would have known how to jump on that. But well, it's it's reinventing itself. It's it's funny because I see it. I don't know Oil City well. I don't know that area. I lived in Franklin for a while, and Franklin oh, yeah, yeah. is just a beautiful, interesting, interesting town. Um, then you go up the street, go up the road a little ways, to Oil City, and then Titusville. And there is a real resurgence going on right now with the arts and with music. It, that's the feel that I get. I've been up there with the band that I used to work with yeah, a little yeah. bit and played um, a couple street festivals. And it's amazing that people don't even begin to know the history of what Oil City is. Oh, yeah. Um, but then uh, it, it's been a depressed area. I mean, it was hit kind of hard. Yeah, and yeah, it has been. so my observation for the little bit that I've been inside and then from the outside looking in, it seems like there's a real resurgence. Um, there, there seems to be something that's been sparked and trying to ignite. Oh yeah. There, there's cert there certainly is. It's it, it, there's Titusville's good. I like Titusville. Uh, they like me in Titusville. <laughs> good. I, my mom's family is from there. And, uh, my, my one great uncle, he played bluegrass music. He was from Titusville and, he was a, he was, he did all types of things. He was a logger and oil field worker like I was and, uh, and oil city. Yeah. There's stuff, there's people do, there's people doing stuff. COVID, you know, it's always, I hate talking about it, but I that, know. it hit, it changed things a lot and it's coming, it is coming back. And I've noticed that, but you know, there it's, there's a coffee shop up there that I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's a group working with where they they're doing entertainment they do an entertainment series every year Ooh, okay karma and karma that's yeah it. yeah Doggone see I'm, I'm sounding like a downer and, no. you, and you're trying to uplift it and you're right because it no. is but uh I'll, i hate to tell you that uh, they closed down oh did they yeah, they closed down they're still having the series though the play. i thought they yeah, were yeah because I, I thought i saw some bands playing yeah. here recently they're having stuff at uh billy's down there okay Billy. yeah yeah well, but, i hope that continues yeah they, they they're keeping it the same name and uh They've been doing that for a while. This um, entire run of little towns between Greenville all the way up to Titusville is just such a cool area. And there are some things that are happening, you know, um, in little corners. Oh, yeah. You know, and I I, I just, I, I, I would love to see before I leave this, this world, all of these towns just kind of merge together and just start sharing, you know, a lot of this entertainment, art, and creativity. Yeah, yeah, I I would I would agree with you. It it's there there there. Well, do you understand? You're a big part of that. I mean, you're you're right at the front of this train and well, kind of you. doing that. And and people are starting to connect the dots. The more that you do, I mean, uh, it's consistency, man. You've been consistently now on our street corners for three years, <laughs> and it's becoming like the first Robin of Spring. You know, <laughs> good times are coming because. You know, you're showing up and singing to people, and it's and, and for people, it's it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, it's that's what I try to do. That's what I try. I'm I'm a 
I, I can play music. That's one thing I can do. And, you know, maybe there's better ways to do things. I don't know. But I figure if I just get out there and play music for people and try to do it, something will happen. You put it out into the put it out into the world. But yeah, connecting the dots too. I, I there's a lot of music around here. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of musicians. There mm -hmm. is a lot of good. There's good. There is good music. There's events happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I trying to bring connect it all together. I think that would be a good thing. Mm -hmm. It would be a really good thing. And I, I would say maybe there was a. I don't know. You know, I've been doing. You've been doing this a while, and I have. I'm younger still. I've been doing it, but I've I've got a chance to watch people you know, over the years, just kind of come in and out and new things happen. And, right. And, uh, you know, there, there was, I would say there probably was a point where there was a little less, but it is, it is picking up. It is on the upswing. And one thing I noticed, you can always track if something's on the upswing is about how many open mics are happening somewhere. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I remember back in 2015. So I, more stuff here. I worked in the oil field for a little while and I got out and started playing music again. I started an open mic. I started two of them in oil city and then, other people did but now in titusville i think they have one two they have two now they have one on sundays and you'll start noticing when, when music starts happening a little more you'll have open mics or like a result you'll start getting more of those because there's stuff happening and people want to be a part of it and so one of the best ways if you're if you're not willing to if you're neither not willing or don't feel like subjecting yourself to the to uh the streets performance open mics are one of the things you can do and start up and kind of bring people together right with music well that's kind of what has happened here with this place that i've i've moved into here in the last couple of months and yeah. um, i i've said for many many years and i've always you know i've dreamed of having a space i said just give me a space something where i can have a little stage and let's see what we can come up with and do well somebody took me up on it and now i'm sitting in this room <laughs> which is going to seat approximately 50 people i it's kind of where i'm keeping it kind of i'm kind of just enjoying the space and kind of figuring out what we're going to do with it but some sort of an open mic yeah thing is going to happen it's going to be in the future well you've you've done stuff like that we were talking oh, yeah. a little bit yeah, yeah you know all about it you know what it, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. This, yeah. is, a, this is a cool space. I, it is. It's going to be fun. Um, but, um, yeah. You want to sing something else? Why don't you do one of your originals? All right, let's do an original. How are we feeling today? Are we feeling up or slow? Or uh, You know, pretty much I'm, I'm generally always in a pretty doggone good mood, and the right. fact that I get to do this today and, and share it with people later on today gets me excited. Let's do it like this. Dude, I'm not kidding, and I'm so not patronizing you, but every time you pop up on social media and I see you playing, I see your schedules. By the way, nice job on your artwork, too. Oh, yeah, I thank you. I didn't notice that and <laughs> what you're doing, because that, that's a really good look for what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, as, as it goes when you get into entertainment of any type, so be it, you know, music, podcasts. Yeah. You, you got you to gotta be multi You end up becoming multifaceted. You, yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Well, not that I'm making any money at this. I'm not, <laughs> but I certainly can't afford to farm it out. Um, uh, oh, doggone, I lost my train of thought. doesn't matter. Do the song, and I'll remember what it was if it was important. What key do I got? Now, I got – see, like I said, I've, I've, I did the blues act, and we were talking about that. I've done some blues songs, and uh, I have blues songs. We'll, we'll do some different ones, but I'll do uh, – I'll do one I wrote. Changed my mind. 
Hold up. This is what happens though. See, I do the street performance so much and uh, the they say practice makes perfect, right? But, but what I found is it just makes you more comfortable with uh, messing up or just- <laughs> Exactly. You know, jumping yes. around. Cause some, I'll get into the middle of a song. I'll be like, I don't like this song. That's the number one thing when musicians or people that I've met over the years come out and they'll ask me to come out and critique them. Yeah. That is always the number one thing that I say is you just got to learn to be comfortable with making mistakes. You got to play through them. You got to make it all part of the thing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Every, it gets back to that again. Everybody's self conscious. Ooh, yeah. And once you get past that, you know, I'm just going to let the mistakes and everything fly. <laughs> it, it's freeing. Yeah. You yeah. Said, I like performing. I like performing for people. And that's what I found. I, you know, that's, that's what I'm really into. I, I am a musician and I can. I, I can probably I can get into some heavy musicianship when I really start getting into it. But um, you are an entertainer. Yeah, I, I love I love getting people up on stage and stuff I've like never that. seen anything that you do the same way twice. <laughs> Seriously, that's oh yeah. I'd, What's true? All right, we'll do we'll do a little song. I wrote this. I wrote this one. Ooh, was that 16? I may have been 16 when I wrote this song, but it started out as a bluegrass song because my dad wrote a lot of train songs. I'm like, I want him to write a train song. And, you know, I know a lot of musicians say, oh, I wrote a song in 30 minutes, 25 minutes. This was one of those I did. I put it together in about 25 minutes or so. And uh, maybe there was something building up in the background, but I called my dad. I'm like, Dad, I got a train song. I got a train song. And uh, so good. And we came home, we learned it. And like a couple months later, we played at the Bluegrass Festival in Oil City. And, uh, but it's kind of evolved since then and became a little funkier than it used to be. Made to go. Will that train in my heart, riverboat in my soul? When I get out of the way, you ain't gonna come along. Leave you in the setting sun in the early dawn, cause we're made to go. When made to go, hey, will that always move a reason? Never to be slow. Find quickest way just doing what I know cause we're made to go we're made to go hey will that train in my heart riverboat in my soul will they never rest cause they're just made to go I'm made to go well made go go Way. 
just makes you happy love a train song good for you man well the exciting thing is coming up here around the corner too is that we're going to be having you open up for yachtly crew at um riverside park amphitheater that's coming up on july 24th you're gonna be playing a little bit after six o'clock that evening for about a half hour or so maybe a little later and then we'll get you on closer to the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I'm, you did you check out Yachtly Crew? Oh, I have, I have. Yeah, I was look, I was looking it up. I mean, I heard of Yacht Rock. I know that's kind yeah. of like it's kind of a thing now. People are like, oh really my getting gosh, into yes, it. yeah. And uh, I've heard that I've heard that genre name before, but but I haven't heard it as recently as much as I have now. And, yeah, uh, it's a really cool act. You know, I'm telling I'm I'm telling people about it when I see them and stuff. I'm like, you you got to come through because you know Western PA we get some musicians through here, but. Uh-huh. They got. They it seems like you know. Just looking at them a little bit, you can tell they got a little bit of energy, and they're yeah. on this. They're on the upswing. They're yeah. coming. Yeah. And uh, I I think there's some good band. There's some good bands. There's some good musicians. You know, traveling through. But they're probably this summer. Oh, Western PA between Erie and Pittsburgh. They're the they're the act. They're the act to see. It's, I think. Yeah, they sold out. They were at Jurgles here uh, in May, and I it sold out in hours. Hours. And then uh, yeah, <laughs> when when the tickets went on sale, this is their only free show. <laughs> okay so they're yeah the continental united states are touring everywhere they're selling out absolutely everywhere they have a residency in vegas oh, cool. and yeah, yeah. um yeah and they're coming to greenville and people come see them play for free it's the only place in the united states <laughs> and we we've got people that are traveling to see them so we really wanted to showcase that amphitheater you've played there yeah it's and a nice it's place. it's beautiful and um we haven't really just completely knocked it out yet and lit that place up with some color and that's kind of the plan and you're going to be yeah. kicking off the festivities at night your energetic performance is just perfect with them 
Oh yeah, I saw. I, th- I think they were talking. I was watching the interview, and one of the the band members was like, you know, we, we like to perform, you, and the performance isn't just staring at your feet, right? And I'm like, well, now I know this makes sense. Yeah, this yeah, is- it's gonna be it. It you you're gonna fit right in, and uh, you're gonna get the people really really excited for that show. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll get them jumping around. And- yeah all types of stuff and then they're going to come out and they're going to they're going to kick right into it so closer yet you're going to be in our backyard over here in mercer next friday evening the 30th yeah 30th i'll be i'm playing i i can i actually do remember most of my gigs Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh i'll be over the 30th by the courthouse there it's a mercer community band concert concert series Mm -hmm. and uh they've been doing that for a long time i've had Henley Hogue is the uh, director yeah. of that. Yeah, 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 and he's he's really great. Uh, got a hold of me really early to do it. Like we want you pretty bad. Cool. I'm like, thank you. And You're gonna enjoy that. That's almost like theater in the round up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at you know because I've been to Mercer before playing on the streets, and first time I was there, you know, doing this couple of years, I was wandering around and I was looking at the stage, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool place to play. <laughs> it is. You're gonna really enjoy it. I, I'm gonna try and be there. I'd like to be up there to see you touch oh, that. Because oh, well, and it's not just watching you; it's watching the people enjoy you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a good time. Yeah, the, it's a good time. It should be good. We'll we'll turn it on and get them moving and playing the tambourine i should have had you playing the tambourine oh that's all right <laughs> earlier yeah i, I no, i i don't want to detract anything from <laughs> your and you are a performer there is no doubt about it that's what i love about you you get it not sitting in a corner singing sad songs with a cigarette and <laughs> waiting on somebody to throw a five dollar bill in your Brandy sniffer. Yeah, uh, that you know, that, <laughs> I I sat for the first time for a gig in many years, and I tell you what, I was so less tired after. <laughs> yeah, were you really? I was thinking. I, uh, I was thinking maybe amazing. I need to maybe I need to do this again. Like, bring back the. But uh, well, I, I'd love to have you in this room someday here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna figure that out. That'd be cool. We're gonna figure that out. That would be fun. Um, so where else are you off to this summer? Oh wow. Um. So, I mean, you don't have to give actual dates, but I know we're going to be in, you're going to be in Mercer next weekend. Yeah, I'm in Mercer next weekend. Uh, the, you know, we coming up here, I'm going to be the Lily Run Jam in Cory. Uh, I'm playing in Cory for their another thing I'm doing in, up in Cory, which is quite a distance from here, but uh, uh, I'm doing their first Fridays. Um, they have a really nice music scene up there, though. Do. I've been following that because there's a, uh, Two bands that I'm following out of New York, uh, quite a bit. Smilo and the Ghost, yeah, and, and the Tyler, pro- and yeah, Tyler, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a good yeah. dude. He traveled through uh, Oil City years ago. We we uh, we played together, and uh, I moved to Erie one time for a short period of time, and he wanted me to play harmonica with him. And uh, I don't know what was going on. I think I was 20 at the time, and I blew him off. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I I blew him off because I was I moved up there with my girlfriend, who was in the middle of working in the oil field. And we we played together somewhat, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know, man." Like, <laughs> Tyler, he's doing his, good now. Yeah, Tyler and his band—they're doing great. They've got a new album coming out, and then um, uh, the Probables, and then they yeah. share a mandolin player. Have you ever met Adam? Yeah, I met Adam. He's yeah, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Adam's a, Adam's a really good player. I I saw I met him I'd seen him before but I met him up at Corey on the first Fridays we were playing the same event but I, I'd seen him before at places and stuff like that. Cool. And uh, yeah, he's good. He plays for both of those bands because they had him up in Titusville. I think they had yeah. him in Titusville last year. Is uh, my girlfriend? She uh, she's on their their board there for the uh, 
she does a lot of their social media posts. She's okay. A, she's a, so of course, you know, my, my girlfriend now, she does marketing. How's yeah. And, and, and a musician too. And oh, that's awesome. Classically trained musician, which I am not. And <laughs> so can sing much better and play piano. <laughs> but you know, also having that support around you, I mean, I, I, I get the feeling right out of the gate that you're coming home and she's not looking at you like, okay, you're just completely nuts. She's 100% in your corner and supporting you. Oh, and thinks this is all great. I mean, she thinks I'm nuts, but... but... Well, sure, we all are, <laughs> but you you have to do this. Yeah. And she supports it. Oh, she knows. She knows it's... it's you know, she knows. Of course, I'm assuming a lot here. I don't want to open up a can of worms and go into a... <laughs> oh, no, no. It's, you know, you gotta... You gotta I, I've... Uh, you know, I've lived a little bit and, you know, sometimes you find, sometimes, you know, when it comes to the ladies, they, they, if you're doing well and, and you're playing a lot, they think you're a rock star a little bit. Sometimes yeah. you're not, you know, they know the reality, but they think you're a rock star. And then they come out to a real gig, like a three hour, four hour bar gig. Right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'll come with you. I'm like, you sure? And then they come out to one. They're like, Oh, this is work. It's work. This is work. And then, and then maybe, you know, it's, it's busy in the beginning then it slows down you're there till midnight and then you're getting home at two in the morning. And then, then they're like, Oh, you're not. <laughs> I've had periods in my life though, where the support structure has, shall we say waned. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then I've had other periods of my life where it's just been incredible. And fortunately I'm going through one of those upswings right now, which is just <laughs> awesome. And it just makes all the difference in the world. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and and uh, oh, I, I love my girlfriend. She's she's involved in music, and she likes being involved. I met her at a music festival, actually in Titusville. Cool. The, the arts one coming up this weekend. I am not playing at it because I have other games <laughs> this year. But uh, you can only do things for so long until you got to jump out to right. do something else. Yeah. But uh, I met her there playing uh, a couple years ago, and uh, and it ends up she's a musician likes being involved in the community does a lot of volunteering you know does stuff for the arts board you know the arts organization there and she does a lot of their marketing and uh you know just yeah she knows she knows what i'm doing she, play, awesome. she plays music too does a lot of like sunday stuff for churches mm -hmm. and so uh we've tried to we don't play together much we've tried to play together but you know i we're we're slightly different um but we've done it we've done it well, it's like those old songs too that you're talking about at some point you know, you may revisit those and they'll take on a whole new meaning. Oh, and yeah. As you continue to grow as a person and a musician, and she does too, your paths will probably cross that way at some point or another. Oh, yeah. And and the other thing is I'm playing a lot. You are. Yeah, yeah. And she works, uh, she does, she works, does marketing for uh, Allegheny College, and that's what she does. And so I just graduated college, and the past couple summers, what, I, what I've been doing is music. So I got time to go run around and do a, do a gig at, you know, three, three in the afternoon on a, on a Thursday. You do yeah. seem to have a, 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 a bit of a schedule. I mean, a, a pattern. I've, I've noticed that it seems like that you, you come out at Memorial Day and yeah, you kind yeah. of go away at Labor Day. Yeah. And so what goes on in between there? Well, the past couple of years, so I, we, there's so much, we, you got to have me again. Here oh, we will. Got, Just go ahead. I got, I got so much. And, uh, and am I pushing you for time? What? You're getting, is this getting a little long for you? Oh, no, I'm good. Well, just go right ahead and we'll... So uh, I, I I was in school the past couple of years, and now I graduated. I went to I started out in Youngstown. I was telling you about that, and then I went to Pitt. Uh, but before that, I traveled around and did the Blues Act for about three years, which was the Man in Red. Red. Mm -hmm. And I was actually... I, th I thought I ended it when I went to college, like 2018, but I was doing it up until like about 2019. 
And uh, so, but what I found out when I went, I really wanted to go to school. So I, I got out of the oil field. I'm, I'm mixing my timeline all up, but this is how I went. I graduated high school. I played in a band. Uh, then I got a job working in the oil field. I did that for about four and a half years. By the end of it, I was a drill rig operator. Uh, price of oil plummeted, drill operations shut down. Everybody was like, Mitch, you're really good at music. Why don't you do that? And I was, Why bust up your knuckles? Yeah, yeah. I had all my fingers. <laughs> I got out with all my fingers. Yeah. I've met some other musicians who are oil field workers. I'm like, we're lucky. Stay out. Yeah. And uh, and and they're like, Mitch, you're really good. Why don't you like go to Nashville? Why don't you do something with that? And you're, you're too smart to be out here. And one day I was working in a big steel elbow because they quit the drill operation. And that's what I was. I was a driller by the end of it. They put me back on what's called a service rig, which is your fracking rig, which is hydraulic fracturing. And uh, I, I got off of that because uh, I got hurt kind of like in my second year working out there. And I moved off to the drill rig. I like that a lot better. But uh, anyways, the one day, a uh, big steel elbow fell between me and a guy I was working on. We were on a service rig during a frack job. And like that stuff happened all the time. It was really nobody's fault. It just happened. And uh, something clicked in my head. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. And I went over to the foreman. I'm like, I think I quit. This is my two weeks' notice. I didn't leave him high and dry right there. You right. Know? Mm -hmm. uh, but then he, he then he said to me, uh, you know, Mitch, uh, we're not going to give you a raise because a bunch of people were threatening to quit to get a raise. And I'm like, all right, there's my sign. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. This is it. And uh, I just I was playing a lot more music. I was putting on events. It was about 2015. I was putting on events, and I just started doing it. And I went and I played in a coffee shop for like a few, quite a few months, like almost every day. And I remember one day I played there and then I did Billy's and I made 20, I made like 50 bucks at the coffee shop and then Billy paid me 40. This was like, I was getting nothing. You oh, know, wow. I was playing like mm -hmm. 30, like it was 2015. I just started getting out and I was playing again. I had been playing for a couple of years. And so he gave me like 40 bucks. I think I made like $114 in like, like a day's worth. Like I was up playing music at 11, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and I got home at like eight and I made $114 or so. I, I remember that numbers being, that's probably what it was. And I was like, wow, I can do this. I can like make a living. Like what if I could do this every other day, you know? And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And I've done the gig thing before, but for some reason, you know, being in the oil field, I just hadn't thought it was possible for some reason. It just, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a go at it. And so for about a little bit, I was still doing that and I was putting on events. And then eventually what happened is I was doing a lot, a lot of emails, a lot of messages, getting a hold of people, making stuff uh, happen, really. I really was. And I still do that from time to time, but I was on fire. And eventually a guy got a hold of me to come play Clarksdale Jute Joint Festival in uh, Mississippi. And that was. I'd been going towards the blues act because I always did a lot of blues. I was really more into hill country blues, like R.L. Burnside, okay. Kimbrough. Mm -hmm. Don't tell Junior Kimbrough's family that I just called him hill country blues. But because <laughs> no, I have, I get what you mean. I got his son on Facebook, and when the Black Keys came out their album recently, mm -hmm. he was ranting. He was like, "I really like what you guys did," but he wasn't hill country blues. So I end up Junior Kimbrough didn't Interesting. like. Interesting. He wanted to call it. Uh, his name for it was Cotton Patch Blues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, really they, taking it down and dirty. Yeah. 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 And they have a festival down there every year that's named after that. Cool. For him. Yeah. Yeah. But you, when you're talking to people and you're trying to give them an idea, you can't call it. There's nobody. They'd be like, "What are you talking about?" 
Oh, Hill Country Blues. Well, I get that, though. I I totally, I completely get that because you are, that's two totally different dynamics. I lived, um, I was in Nashville, I was actually in Huntsville, Alabama, and I spent a lot of time out in Muscle Shoals. Oh, okay. You know, and in that area and the music. And um, again, yeah, those folks wouldn't take too kindly to uh, calling their indigenous music anything near Hills. Yeah. Because they're yeah. very much, it's juke and it's cotton fields. Ju- ju- yeah, juke cotton fields. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got invited to do that, and that kind of like changed a lot of things for me because the guy had invited me, his name was Sean Apple. I've told this story quite a few times, and he he just like called me once. It was the wildest thing. It was like, that stuff doesn't really even happen anymore. But he just like called me. He's like, what are you, he's like, I had a video, it was a, song maybe i'll do that song here for you and it was like a version of catfish blues but pretty much it's not the same as catfish blues if you've heard the original one um he's like that's a really cool version uh you know i'll put you up here at at the clarksdale jute joint festival at the bluesberry you know they have all the different venues have stuff and everything you know i wasn't Mm -hmm. i wasn't main stage i know what i was yeah kind of like their own little mini south by southwest yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, and it's a big deal though it's a big deal because all the big blues people they'll come through you know they you know kingfish and you know they'll get all types of people they'll have people from all over the world come there you'll meet i met an executive of volvo well i was just hanging out on the street corner and it's like they're here to find musicians for something they didn't get me of course but (laughs) (laughs) you know like uh reverend payton big damn band they go oh man i'm a big fan of reverend payton I was, he's, he's, he's all right. I, I, I was bothered. I was, I was so aggressive. I was bothering him the one time I sat down beside him on the street corner. I'm like, can I play with you? He was just sitting around the street. He's like, no. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're not playing on stage with me. I'm like, no, right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh. I'm like, I don't see anybody playing like that here. Cause he does, he has that style and it's really cool. And yeah. It, it's, it is different and unique even in the blues. It is blues, though. Um, I had friends over earlier today, and he's like, show that video. Um, it's um, Lonesome Guitar Picker. Have oh. you seen that dude? Yeah, yeah. With the old lady behind his, like, his old lady behind the drum set. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, this the stuff like it. The Vaudevillains. Okay. That's another one that's more that Depression era with the uh, with the guitar, and she plays a washboard. And oh, I can hook you up with some, yeah, some cool Send me acts. that stuff. I, I will. I, I know some of those ones. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Reverend Peyton, I, I've, I've really gotten into. And then he was touring with a band here called the Hooten Hollers. Hooten Hollers, okay. Which is a guitar, drum, and sax, a Barry Sax act that's really good. Oh, so okay. I'll hook you up with some yeah, good music. Yeah, send me some stuff. Yeah. Send me some stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, that's stuff that I want to see come through the area. Oh, yeah. They would be. They they used to come here. Peyton did. Really. Uh, Sprogs. Remember that was open. Uh, yes, I do remember that. They were up near Cambridge. Okay. And that used to be. They would play there. They would, a lot of. They had. I don't know who was doing it at the time. I was trying to get a hold of them, of course, because this was like 2017, and I was like, "Oh, Reverend Peyton's there," and I'm like, "Hey, I played at events with these people." <laughs> That's awesome. And they, and, and uh, I can't remember what happened. They got a hold of me or something, and I was playing a lot and jumping around a lot then. I don't know what happened, but. They're not around anymore, but they got the Riverside up there now. But uh, they used to come through. They would play in Cambridge Springs. Cool. Like like at least once a year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And they had some other people, too, that were kind of interesting. I don't know who they had there getting their booking their music, but they were, they knew how to get in contact with people like that, which yeah. sometimes you find not, it 
not everybody know you know can figure it's pretty it, it's fun too because I, i'm getting every once in a while i book something for a local venue or a, or a show and um i get the biggest kick out of watching already existing tours taking a look at their days off and seeing how you can reroute oh, yeah. things oh yeah you that's know? what you got to do and uh and most of them are usually very very cooperative because they're like you they want to play yeah 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 you got to play that's the name of the game you got to play there's there's only so many week weekends mm -hmm. you know there's only so many weekends and so many days on the weekends well which takes us back to so we were talking about what you do between memorial day and labor day oh, and then was... we were in the oil fields and so what yeah because i want to find out what goes on the rest of the year what are you what are you doing no, I was I was in school, and so yeah, I did the Clarksdale thing, and then I ran around did the Blues Act, and we can talk about that more. But I'll, I'll sure I'll hurry it up because there's a lot of stories there. I, I had a story where I was got, I was told to go out to the crossroads at night. Somebody was trying to convince me to go out there, and I didn't know that. That's a that's a it's an interesting. Is that a thing? Yeah, it was a thing. I've yeah. heard that amongst a couple of people. Yeah, yeah, but if you ask people like you ever hear a watermelon slim, you know that. Yeah. He'll tell you it's not it's in Ark it's not there right it's not in Clarksdale right and he and, and he will take people out there I guess but some of them will do that they'll take you out to the real one uh -huh. right I don't know I never did that but yeah there was some interesting stories out of that and that's where kind of my blues the blues act I'm like you know a guy invited me Sean Apple you know they all wear the suits and stuff and like so I was like okay I'm gonna do something like that and and I already was though I already was on that path and had been. And I really liked that music, and he wanted me to move there, and I don't, I just didn't at the time. But uh, I, I couldn't make it happen. But, anyways, I did that for about three years, and I always wanted to go to college though, because that was my thing. I wanted to go to school, mm -hmm. and I really did. And that's why, I, as soon as I got out of the oil field, I want to go to school. And so, about 2018, I, I, I went to Youngstown, and I graduated just uh, in May from University of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. What did you major in? philosophy okay. oh that's right you did yeah, say yeah that. yeah good for philosophy you. and i did a lot of writing and a lot of a lot of writing classes i was about a couple of credits away from an english degree too because i decided i liked writing philosophy but i wanted to do something more creative because you know mm -hmm. philosophy is creative but it's, right it's not quite creative writing um but yeah so the past couple of years i've been just you know when school time comes around it, it was like i tried to maintain gigs but it'd be like all of a sudden it was like i'd be jockeying things around and be like i have to write you know two thousand words in the next couple of days and i have a gig where i'm driving three hours out or something or you know i have a couple gigs you know and trying to balance that and it always end up they always landed so i'd always kind of like slow down during the winter a little bit and winter times are always slow though mm -hmm. winter times are slow so it was kind of night you know i'd go to school during the winter and then come summertime bust out you know get out into the mountains though with some of those those hunting pubs oh yeah all yeah. of those hunting camps and those hunt i hear I, there's 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 a there's a little circuit out in that area and that's all different kind of animal plus they appreciate being entertained because oh, yeah. they're either hunting drinking beer and being cold yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah I've, I've been going to school so i i've been kind of cyclic i guess but summer times are you know that's summer times are when you bust out really i mean even even the big acts that i got that Oh, could, sure. Could perform all the time, you know, between sure. maybe April to about, you know, middle beginning of October, depending on how far south you are. That's your prime time. You, well, it's one of the things that I'm thinking, again, I'm thinking about this room, you know, and uh, wintertime and looking for yeah. different and something unique to do where you want, you know, something's going to happen here. I just don't know what yet. 
I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, you want to bless us with another song? Yeah, let's do it. Give me another one here. Folks, you got to go see Mitch. And don't forget, Mitch is going to be uh, in Mercer next week. Um, that'll be June 30th, Friday evening, um, as part of the summer concert series in Mercer. And then uh, we have Yachtly Crew coming to Riverside Park in Greenville. That's going to be on July 24th, and Mitch is going to be opening for that. He uh, he did a show for us at the park last year, and, um, man, it was outstanding. Blew everybody away. It was so much fun. And then that was cool because we had the Buell Community Band there, and I remember whatever it was your last song was, they started playing along, and it turned into one of those big kind of like group jams at the end of I don't know if you remember that. Oh, the horn player sat down next thing. I don't remember what it was, but the horns were playing. Everybody was playing. It was so much fun. Maybe it was wa- was it Wagon Wheel? Might have been Wagon Wheel. It may have been Wagon Wheel, but I did a harmonica song at the end. I always, yeah. I always... And you do that train song with the harmonica, yeah, which yeah. is just awesome. Maybe we'll do that one. Maybe we'll do that one. Hmm. You do whatever you want to do, because there's a whole lot of new people that are listening to you here for the first time. Your stories are great, by the way. You're fun. I got too much, you know. I'm not really that old, and uh, no, but you're an old soul. But there's been, there's, there's quite, there's quite a bit, and uh, and I can say that, yeah, there's quite a bit, and uh, it's been a long road. <laughs> that's how you get good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, then you're still not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a heart. Whether you always want to improve, you always want to get better. We'll do we'll do the song that got me invited down to Mississippi. Yeah. All right, cool. I don't I you know, I've been trying to change up my act a little bit, but you know, we'll do this one and uh out on the streets you can't do these kind of slower like right. songs cuz they kind of the the sound waves get blown away. And so I, I think you've seen me probably do this one before and uh, it's called Real Neon End. Let's get it going. Always 
get away. If you want me so bad now, just jump on it. Sink to the bottom with me. Sink to bottom with me. Never come back again. Never again. It's when you reel me on into your show. Get away. Oh, my God, dude. Wow. <laughs> nice. You know, I, I, I hate I, I never, ever want to come off for pairing artists. But something tells me you know who Rocco DeLuca is. Well, what songs do you do? Oh, what uh, beautiful. He only had a couple of hits. No, that's okay. But you ought to, that's somebody else I'll send you a couple things to. It reminds me, you got a soul kind of like that, too. Rocco DeLuca. Yeah, Rocco DeLuca. There's a great documentary. He did a, an album, uh, I Trust You to Kill Me. Oh, okay. It was a song and an album of his. That's and, very uh, familiar. Yeah, it it yeah, you'd like it. Okay, you'd know. like it. You got a kindred out. spirit there. I'll check that out. Nice man. Yeah, you will reel me on in. I don't. That's a that song. I've played it in bands before too, and I kind of like it that way. Kind of rocks out. Sure. But uh, yeah. Boy, does that hold its own though? There, you play it well. It's a uh, you know, it's just it's that blues kind of like that. kind of like hill country delta rock type sure. of thing and you get that thumb going and uh down there in like mississippi when you like clarksdale region hill region you get a lot of they you know if you've heard somebody like junior or something or even like rl a little different but they use there's a lot of that thumb in the bass mm -hmm. and you hang out on those uh chords you know you you have the regular blues changes but it's a little more like you know, hanging out on it, like. And that's that's rolling and tumbling, you know. Yeah. Like, or engineer blow the whistle. Like. You know, and that's a lot different than. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too, but you'll get more of that, more of that, and when, when you get, you know, I, I, I maybe. I swear somebody said this to me, but I call it the Mississippi three piece and, and maybe I made it up. I don't know, but you, you'll see that um, three piece bands, usually guitar, bass player, drummer. Well, there they get, they don't have bass player as often. It should be bass player, harmonica player, drummer, mm -hmm. because you got that, that bass rolling right there. And usually the bass and the guitar player will run into each other too much, you know, for comfort. Right. <laughs> so you'll just have harmonica and guitar. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and they'll do that type of really get heavy on that bass. Or I should have brought my slide. We could have done Mississippi Fred McDowell songs. <laughs> uh, oh, that's something that I'll have to keep on here. 
I'll remember that. That'd be an interesting little thing to have sitting here on the desk. It's like, I forgot my slide. Oh, I got one here. Yeah, you play? yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give us one more, if you don't mind. It's the whole reason I did this, so I could have private concerts. Let's do, let's, we're going to do one more. Let's do the harmonica one. All right. You know, usually it's, uh, Usually the song's done on a stage, and I'm jumping up and down in one spot and running around and uh, just playing harmonica. So it's just a harmonica song, and sometimes I get lucky, and there's a stage below me that got it's kind of hollow and wood, and I can stomp down on it real hard. And uh, but I got a couple of things going here. I'm gonna play with just harmonica, and the the reason for that is there's always been bands, but as you see, there's Musicians can be like cats sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't like each other, but they get along. Then they don't, <laughs> right? But uh, but you'll see this happen, but you'll have a piano player all by themselves and a guitar player all by themselves, and you'll end up sometimes with a harmonica player all by themselves and uh, maybe doing something a little like this. Gotta move on down. I'll be moving all around this so great. I'll be wild world heads. I don't steal. I don't lie. I don't need to tell you to get by cause I'm a. Well, I'm a. Well, I'm a. Well, moving man, that's what I am. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, ho. Breaking my chains, changing my ways. Can't be held down here anymore, cause I'm a. Well, I'm a. Well, I'm a well moving man, that's what I am. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, we're not done yet. Train got to leave the station. train was right
train. Oh, Mitch Littler. Operation Good Vibes. That's the that's the site that we want to direct everybody to, right, on Facebook? Oh, yeah. Just look up. You can look on Facebook. You can look up Mitch Littler or Operation Good Vibes, and it'll come up. I, I It's all out there. <laughs> Folks, you need to follow this young man and uh, continue to follow him. You've, it's been a joy these last three years. Seriously. I look for. I'm not kidding. Well, thank From you, the thank first you. time we met and then these last couple of summers, looking forward to seeing you out. And the other day when I saw you in Greenville, I was honestly that morning thinking, I wonder when I'm going to see Mitch. <laughs> and I was driving through town, and there you were. And it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, the old street performance. Uh, the, that, that was, that's been quite a thing. It's been quite a thing. I love doing it. And I, I, I tell you, if I could find a way, and I, maybe this, some of you would think this would be underachieving for a musician, but if I could find a way just to do that my entire life, I would every single day it's 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 i mean everything can get old but if i could do that every single day and play in like a small town like i the way i do it you know i do go to larger places but i would do that in my entire life just that alone it's like my favorite type of performance you know everybody wants a big big gig you know that's always fun but uh there's something about that type of engagement with people it's just uh, it's it's one of, one of the most fulfilling types of performance i've done I get it. I, I, I'm we're of kindred spirits because, um, you know, I, when I first started even getting into podcasting and doing this kind of thing, I kept thinking, oh, the world, the world is my oyster, everybody. And the older I got, the more I've done this, the more I realized, you know what, this is important right here in small yeah. communities and small towns. And yeah. it's a lot more fun because, you know, not only are you seeing the people on social media, but you're eventually going to meet them. Oh, yeah. You know, they're yeah. gonna, you're going to cross paths. Yeah. So, and that's how we met and you're meeting lots of people and continuing. And I'm not kidding, man. Keep, keep at it because, um, it does nothing but throw positivity into the world today. And we need as much of that as we possibly can get. Oh yeah. You gotta, you know, just smile a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's little, it's humble. It's a humble thing. Uh, I'm trying to be humble about it. You know, it, it's a humble thing just to smile, but, uh, uh, that's why I get out. I play and I smile too. Yeah, and uh, it's it's little, but maybe it does something for somebody. It does, and it, it's it's done something for me too. <laughs> cool. It it shows. It shows on your face. It shows in your performances, and and every year you keep uh, playing more and more and more. Yeah, we, we're, I'm gonna keep it rolling for as cool. long as I can. Cool. We'll, we'll see what the next couple of years bring, but uh, you know, I'm I'm out of school and I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, let's um, let's have some fun here the next couple of weeks. We're going to see you at Yachtly Crew in uh, Riverside Park here in Greenville. And then uh, let's plan on talking and playing a little more music, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Thank you. Appreciate you being here today. Mr. Dana presents.